1: Hey folks, it's the Doggie Pod, and I'm Dr Rob Zammit, and glad to be back with you to talk all things dogs.
2: <laughs> well yeah, welcome back. I'm Stephen Peters, Dr Rob Zammit's producer and um, <clears throat> yes, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And we are, well we're, we're not talking all things dogs today, we're actually talking about specifically one thing to do with dogs mm. and, and that's food and that's because Dr Rob gets asked all the time, what should I be feeding? What's the best thing for my dog? What should my dog have? You know, and Yeah, you've d- got
1: to remember what you eat and drink today barks and plays tomorrow. <laughs> is that is that an old canine saying? That's an old that? canine saying. We all say, all us dogs say that together. Yeah. Yes Old oh, dogs. Okay, right. Um, yes, look, it is, but you're right. I mean, people in this day and age, are always searching for, for the best for their dog, the best food, the best toy, the best boarding kennel, the mm. best whatever. They're always looking for the best. And because of that, so many foods have come out. Not all good, might I say. But with uh, with good marketing. And, oh, uh, yes. Unbelievable. Yeah. You've got to watch out for the ones that are, have more marketing and advertising in the bag than they have food. Um, <laughs> that. Does happen a lot these days. So I thought one of the things that we need to talk about, of course, initially is dry food. Is dry food good, bad, indifferent for you? Well, your dog?
2: before we get on to that, though, um, I was asking Dr. Rob the question you know, surely variety is really good for dogs, you know? And because we were talking about why don't we do the top 10 foods that your dog should have in its diet at some stage? And we were talking about okay, is is variety good like it is for humans? But apparently not so
1: much. No, right? definitely not. You keep changing that diet on the dog, you change their gut bacteria very quickly. You see, dogs have a much shorter intestinal tract than we do, and you put a lot of variety in there. You're changing things a lot in there. It squirts out the backside. Not right. too many changes, and not too quick a change. And plus, dogs aren't like us. You know, like if you keep bring out the same meal every night you're going to get fed up with it Mm. your dog doesn't but (laughs) we do we get fed up with giving them the same meal so we want to give them variety what does that do it disturbs the force inside them so (laughs) yeah you don't want don't want disturbance in the force too much some variety is okay but it's a little bit at a time so they they do actually like routine Oh, oh, yeah. Culinary dogs, routine. They're more than happy with, with whatever you give them. Um, you know, some dogs are fussy, of course, and you have got you might want a kid to that and decide, okay, this is what my dog likes. Once you find it, don't keep changing it all the time. Oh, he didn't eat it tonight, so tomorrow I'll change it. No, didn't eat it tonight, not hungry tonight. It's a very hot day or whatever, mm. some reason. Just try again with the same food. Don't leave the food. Oh, okay, big point, big point. Big point. When you get your puppy... You put the food down in you know in front of the pup. You leave it there for ten minutes. What it doesn't eat, you pick up and throw out. There's people that leave food all the time out there for dogs. Worst thing you can do. For one thing, well, food, take it away. You I mean yeah. you must take it away. One thing, just leaving it there, it creates bacteria in that bowl. Right. When a pathologist is trying to grow a bacteria and having trouble, they'll try and grow it in what beef beef broth or chicken broth or something that's an ideal medium for bacteria so Mm. leaving it out there you're just putting an ideal medium for your bacteria don't leave the food out all the time you put the food down 10 minute rule after that if they don't eat take it away don't just leave it there especially all night and overnight people do that quite often and then wonder why there's problems. You put the food down, you train the dog to eat straight away. Well, it doesn't eat, that's fine, just take it away. Doesn't eat anything at all, that's okay. Not hungry tonight, take it away. Maybe if it doesn't eat two or three nights in a row, then it's time to go to the vet. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> one meal missed on one day, you know, it's, it's not bad. People say, oh, I like to feed my dog you know, as naturally as I can. Yeah, well, in the wild, dogs only eat probably three or four times a week. So missing out on the meal, no big deal. Right. So what we're
2: going to do is come up with the top 10... Hmm. Food items
1: that your okay. dog, I guess, should be eating. Oh well, we'll think about it. So in, it depends on the case. We'll, okay, we'll talk about but it. here are
2: the ten things that are good I've for your dog. That, that they that they can be eating, and if and if your dog's getting a couple of these, you're probably in a good
1: place. I think.
2: Yeah. But um, I'm guessing they're in no particular order, as in the most no, important to the no, least not important. not at
1: all. Not at all. I'm not doing that. Okay. No, I will start off with dry food because it's the most common, and. Uh, So dry food's good for dogs, yeah? Well, it is. Look, there's billions of dollars invested in research to come up with good foods. Not all of them are good foods. I'll admit that. I tried to help a company quite a few years ago, uh, but they weren't supposed to put me in front of the camera. Apparently they did. (laughs) I, I, I went on the camera for their staff only, but they threw me all over the place. And people that knew that that food was not so good Just harass me on the media, Mm. in the social media. But yeah, look, some dry foods are really good. Talk to veterinary nurses, talk to uh, people at obedience school, because I'm sure you take your dog to obedience school. Talk to your veterinarian if you have to. Talk to people in the pet shop. I mean, okay, they're going to try and maybe some of them will sell you what they make the most profit on. But Mm. they've usually got the best foods, best dry foods. And find out what suits your dog.
2: What percentage of dry food with wet food?
1: Um, I, I prefer if you if you're going to use wet food, as in you I, know fresh meat and. Th- oh no, things. we will be talking about that. I do okay. use some fresh meat. Uh, the bulk of it, probably I guess, ninety percent is dry food, and wow. then I, then okay. I will mix a bit of. For me, I mix some meat in with my dry food, and I do that for two reasons. With meat, and I had meat down as one of the items, so dry food. Think about some of the products that are available, talk to people, and come up with something that's good. Um, the only couple of things with dry food that I should mention, I never feed dry food totally dry. I mix some water with it and some meat with it and mixed up with my hand. Uh, that way my smell is through the food and my dog relates to that smell all the time with food, and uh, it, it allows that moisture... Uh, Um, mobilizes on good quality foods It mobilizes some of the fat that's put on the outside and stimulates some palatability. The biggest problem with dry foods sometimes it's not as palatable as the wet foods. It just isn't. Uh, I remember many years ago it was back in the 80s a canned food came out that used to make my mouth water when we <laughs> gave in. <them>. And my, <laughs> my business partner at the time said the same thing. Yeah, we're feeding these dogs with this food, I'm like, wow, it smells fantastic. So. Okay, so dry food is a, is a must. For me, it is. I, I like to have it. You know, I know the people who feed raw diets now are screaming at me over there. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? You know, but, so, what's next on the list? Bones, I always feed a bone once a week or once a fortnight, pinning on the dog. Raw bone. Raw bones never only. Cooked. Never cooked. I've said this all the time. Do not feed raw poultry. Why? Because it can cause paralysis. How? Because what they found in raw poultry, especially in the bones of chickens and turkeys and ducks, raw raw bones, that's where you get the increase in bacteria, now, we've all heard of salmonella probably, which you now causes problems from raw chicken. Mm-hmm. There's another bug called campylobacter. Gee, I love that name. Campylobacter. campylobacter. Now, campylobacter is also in raw chicken. It can cause diarrhea, but that's not what I'm worried about because it causes diarrhea as a vet. Yep, we can recognize it. We can give you antibiotics specifically for it. Most dogs will mount a immune response against campylobacter, and it goes because it's not in high... Uh, Amounts, However, the Campylobacter bacteria has molecules similar to some of the nerves in the dog's system. So your dog's immune system has now got immunity against Campylobacter, but it may not recognise the nerves in the same way. It thinks the nerves of Campylobacter, it attacks those and causes paralysis. But I do feed raw beef or raw lamb, uh, even Raw kangaroo or those meat rolls, they're all good. But now, hang
2: on, you were talking about bones specifically as one of the. Yes, food and, I, types.
1: and I then jumped to meat. Yeah, that's why you're <laughs> so my we're, producer. We're you, talking, you, you keep me calm. <laughs> we're right. food, bones talking Dry dog food, bones and raw meat. Raw now, meat. So the bones I give, like I say, once a week. I use brisket bones or lamb necks, they're my favourites. Yep. Um, I will mix some meat with the dry food and water. I did say that earlier, and I, I might use beef. I might use lamb. I might use even kangaroo or some of those really good quality meat rolls that are made. You know, there's some really good good uh, meats in some of those rolls. Mm-hmm. So I have those, you know, not uncommonly uh, to use with with the dry food. Mash it up with my hands so it's all mashed through, and put that down with a bit of warm water, and boop, it's gone. Um, you know, before I get to the last dog, but then I've got a lot of dogs. But <laughs> I start with the first dog, and by the time we get to the end, I start picking up bowls again. Um, so what's next on the list? Fish. Now, I didn't Ooh. put this in the meat variety, but fish fish is good for dogs. Raw? You can use it raw. Um, Sashimi? You can, but you do have to watch out for one thing, tapeworm in fish. Right. okay. So cooked. So, so I, prefer, I prefer fish cooked for the yeah. dogs. I, I do give my dogs fish. I mean, you can use canned fish as well. Like um, tuna,
2: canned tuna. And
1: yeah, but like just that. don't overdo it with any of these things. Mm. Yeah, and make sure your dog's used to it. If your dog's not used to it, don't give it a whole lot of the fish with a bit of dry food because it may screw it out the other end. Just a little bit of fish mixed with the dry food and you can build up to it if you want to. So I, I find fish a good quality protein. So meat and fish and, and, and eggs as well, they're all good quality proteins. The reason I use them we look at the percentage of protein that's in dry food. We don't look necessarily at the quality. You know, the proteins vary in quality. The, if you um, went with protein and said, right, what's naught to 10, 10 being the best, what's the best protein? Egg yolk. Egg yolks are 10. Yeah, yeah that's, that's mm. all the time. And meat might be like, it depends on how much fat. It might be a 7, it might be an 8. It just depends on, on the protein quality. But when you mix a really good quality protein like meat with, say, a protein that's not as high, like, say, spaghetti, and you get spaghetti bolognese, the quality of protein in the spaghetti is raised because you've opened up digestive pathways to better use that protein. If the quality of protein in the dry food isn't quite up there, the addition of a little bit of beef or a little bit of, kangaroo or lamb or whatever it is, increases the quality of the protein in the dry food. So that's why one of the reasons I use meat, plus the reason I use meat or fish, is it increases the palatability of the food. As I said earlier, one of the pullbacks of dry food is the palatability, and some of them are very unpalatable. I can uh, absolutely testify to that because every time I open up a bag of dog food, Uh, My daughter doesn't like to be around because I always taste it to make sure it's fresh.
2: Gross!
0: (laughs) Selling a little or a lot? In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place with LinkedIn. You can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today.
2: Sorry about that, folks. I had to just quickly leave the studio and throw up, but uh, we're good <sighs> now. With a little um, bit of
1: dry food, crunchy oh, with a nice. Oh. Cold beer oh, on oh, oh, summer's day. Yeah, I'll
2: have to leave again.
1: Um, well, so, well, look, we've done the dry food. We've done so, the buns. So what have we done? We've yet? done the meat. Yep. And we've done beef, lamb, chicken. Fish. Fish, kangaroo. So mm.
2: what's next on the top ten of foods your dog one, should be eating?
1: One thing that's not used a lot in Australia, it's often used in America and very smart, cooked pumpkin. Oh. Yep, has to be cooked. Now dogs... These people, oh, I grate my pumpkin up for my dog, or I grate vegetables for the dog. Dogs' intestines is used to eating cooked vegetables. It's evolved in the wild by eating cooked Mm. vegetables. Cooked pumpkin? Why pumpkin? Oh, pumpkin. What I love about pumpkin is if your dog's a bit constipated, it it helps, especially if he's had bones or something. Uh, If the dog has diarrhoea, it bulks it up and it helps. Pumpkin's one of those things you can use in both situations. (laughs) <laughs> so a bit of cooked pumpkin is ideal for your dog. Cook it, lots of nutrients in it. And what, just and every so often. Well, people tree. use it. Some people use it every day, and that's right. great. Some people use it if the dog's got a bit of loose motions. Good time to use it. Dogs a bit constipated. Good time to use it. Um, but the dogs enjoy it. Most pumpkin has that bit of sweetness about it. Mix it through, you know, well mash it up. Mm. So it's got to be really well cooked, and I mash it through with the dry food and the meat. And dogs enjoy it. They really enjoy pumpkin. I like pumpkin too. Okay, what's what's next then? Rice, rice, rice. Ah, um, white rice, brown rice. Well, both. Brown rice is not as digestible in dogs. In fact, if you you know even if you cook it really well and you feed it to your dogs, you'll see bits of brown rice grains out the other end. Right. Remember, the dog has a short track and. Not enough time to digest brown rice sometimes, but it's a good bulk and fills and makes them happy and it's got a good flavor. White rice, I love, of course, if ever your dog has uh, intestinal disturbances, especially you know, The most common reason a dog goes to the vet is usually diarrhea. So first aid yeah. for, for that is cooked white rice. When you cook the rice, don't wash it. Don't wash it first. Cook it up. And then don't rinse the rice, don't drain the rice. All that rice water, that really helps. All that starch really helps coat the, butt, the gut. So a little bit of uh, cooked rice with a little bit of meat when your dog has you know, a bit of diarrhoea will help a lot settle your dog. Now one of the things I've put in is a, a, you know, under a, one blanket is leftovers. <laughs> because, well, that could be anything, right? Yeah, and exactly right. And people get worried about, oh, should I give a... Yeah, no problem. It's not the main part of the diet. Why? Because your leftovers are going to vary every time you use them. There's going to be different type of leftovers. So that makes the bulk of the diet. It's just an added thing. You can use cooked vegetables, not too many greens, and not al dente. If you're using v- vegetables, I want them really well cooked, Yeah. You know, really really well cooked cooked meats of course what do people do oh this meat's a bit off i'm going to give it to the dog no it's off the reason you know it's off is the smell the smell is bacteria what do you want to feed your dog bacteria for no i don't mind if you've got some leftover cooked meat i often will cook too much Um, and give leftovers to the dogs. I do it on purpose and I mix it with the dry food and it forms a small portion. Cereals can be good. You know, if you have too much porridge in the morning or something like that, you can add that. If you've got a lot of milk in those cereals, just be a bit careful. Dogs are lactose intolerant, so not too much milk. So leftovers, yep, but not leftovers because they're off. But you'd have it's to be bad.
2: careful, wouldn't you? Like, leftover from the no Ch- Chinese no, meal you got last no night could be full onion. of garlic and yeah, Onion, and onion, onion. And onion. onion. Yeah. It, it's yeah.
1: where, where we learnt a lot about what onion does to dogs is people feeding leftover Chinese, yeah. which often has a lot of onion in it. And, and garlic, it, which is really and bad. And garlic. And it causes the dog's blood to not produce red cells. So it's a real problem. The, huh. the bone marrow gets shut down, can't produce red cells, and that kills your dog. Mm.
2: All right. So that is, how many, that's seven now, is it, Right?
1: What have we had so far? Yeah, I've got three more things on my list. That so I'm what have about. we got so far? We had, we dry, had food, dry food. And just quickly, you know, I get out of control here, folks, so Stephen pulls me up. But with dry food, the bulk of dry food is made with chicken. Nearly every dry food has chicken in it. Mm. So just be aware of that because if your dog scratches a lot, and I have, you know, duke the doggy... He has a um, podcast himself, Duke the Poodle. Oh, Duke the Poodle, yes. Yeah. Yes, he's yes. A good friend of ours is yes, Duke. He's on
2: Instagram. Yeah. yeah, he
1: is. You should visit his Instagram page. Well, we can't feed him dry food with chicken in it. Why? Because his ears just become inflamed. He has an allergy to it and right. gets constantly inflamed ears if he has chicken. So he doesn't get chicken of any kind. Um, so be careful, you know, Find out the nutrient in that dry food that's best for your dog. It could be salmon, some of them made with salmon. Um, but the bulk of dry food, because chicken is the cheapest protein that we have, the bulk of dry food have chicken in it. So if your dog, you think your dog's not doing all that crash hot and you're changing dry foods all the time, have a look at the ingredients that's on the packet. Before you go changing, make sure you change to something that your dog hasn't tried. Okay. Right, so what's next? Right, next is for the obese dog. (laughs) And I'm talking the obese dog. Cabbage, cooked cabbage.
2: Mm, mm, mm. So just cabbage
1: for a meal? Well, not just cabbage. You mix it with a little bit of mince. I had a guy once who was very, very brave. He and his his wife was a very large lady, and they came in, and their dachshund was very large. And the dachshund was having trouble getting around. I said, look, I've got to put this dog on the diet. And uh, we're going to put him on my cabbage diet. And he said, Oh, I know that cabbage diet. I heard you talk about it on the radio. And this guy was skinny. He said, oh, I was really big like her. And pointed to his wife. I nearly died. <laughs> she arched up. I think she was going to hit him. But he went on the cabbage diet himself. She probably now, did folks, later. Do not go on the cabbage diet. It's, it's no. Go and talk to your nutritionist or your doctor. I'm a vet. I'm talking about animals. So with dogs that are really obese, Cabbage with a little bit of mince or a little bit of, yeah, it could be beef or chicken, I don't care what, mix through it, cooked chicken if you're using chicken, um, and raw or, or cooked meat. Cabbage bulks you know, their stomach up. They feel full and that, and thank you, Dad, but they lose weight. It does not They get a lot of nutrition out of it.
2: So they feel full, but they're yep. not
1: actually, yeah. And then, of course, people say, what about vitamins? And yeah, if, if, if they're losing weight. Dogs make a lot of vitamins in their gut. Now, scurvy is a lack of vitamin C in humans. It can co- cause death in humans and used to back in the days when people didn't understand vitamin C uh, because we don't produce it in our gut. In fact, mm. only two animals don't, ourselves and guinea pigs, and you can see the similarity very often. <laughs> um, so uh, lack of vitamin C doesn't occur in dogs because they produce it in their gut, and they produce a lot of other vitamins in their gut, more than we do. But if you're worried, give them a multivitamin, cabbage, and a little bit of mince, and lose weight. Because loss of weight in dogs, uh, intentional loss of weight, is a good thing when they're obese. Really good thing. Amazing how helpful it can be to your dog's lifestyle. People that go on the, that take their dog on the cabbage diet and they start losing weight, these are fat dogs, they all say the same to, thing to me, Stephen, they say, wow, I've got my old dog back. He's just a, a new dog again. Right. Oh, okay. you know, the biggest One of the biggest studies done in, in dogs was how to treat hip dysplasia, and it was found more than anything else, loss of weight for hip dysplasia was a really good treatment. Wow, well,
2: that seems to make
1: sense. Okay, yes. so what's left on your list? There treats, because 10? people treats. forget that treats are part of your daily ration. That's why I've put them down. Now, I don't right. care what treat okay. you use, as long as it's a healthy treat of some kind for mm. your dog. Like, It could be... You know, a bit of dried liver, it can be a bit of dried meat, it can be mm. bits of chicken. Um, you but know, something a bit special. A roll, whatever it is, you know, one of those rolls chopped up, because mm. some of those rolls can be really expensive, but very, very good. Dogs love them. So you just chop them up. But they have to form part of the daily ration. In fact, some trainers will only put the food, all their food in into the treat bag and use it in training throughout the day. Yeah. The dog doesn't get a meal as such. It just, it's all treats for doing certain little behaviours. healthy They're treats. Good. Yep. The whole day is just one, one day of giving dog treats. His whole ration is just in there as a treat. And some of the bomb dogs, they have to do that with the bomb dogs because, I mean, people's lives are at stake. We can't afford to muck around. So they do that. The whole ration is is treats and they enjoy it. You know, it's their food, their dry food or whatever it is as a treat when they find the item, they get that. So treats still have to form part of the daily ration.
2: Now, you've got one one very interesting thing on the end of your list there, Rob, which I'm surprised by, to be honest.
1: Well, we all love it. Pink said so. Pink said ice cream, ice cream. We all love ice cream. And since I was four years of age, I've always tried to go out there and make ice cream a food group on its own. Well, it's and, not, Rob. Oh know. But if dogs not. are lactose intolerant, yeah, how? You don't don't give them a lot. <laughs> don't give them a lot. But they, well, Oggy does enjoy a bit of ice cream with me. Like, I, you know, if I buy an ice cream cone or some type yeah. of ice cream, I will give him a little bit of so well. So it's
2: all right to give them a little bit a of little ice bit cream. A
1: little bit of treats that are unusual are fine. You know, and I'm, I'm, I guess I'm talking about all the unusual treats here. Ice cream's one that I do use often. Never chocolate. Never, Never, ever, chocolate. ever, no, ever we chocolate. know that, yes. Um, if you want to give your dog chocolate, get the special ones made out of carob. Yes. And yes. you can use those quite happily with a little bit of ice cream, I guess. Ooh, and a, ice and cream? Who'd and, have uh, thought? Uh, not much ice cream, a big ice cream cone, and, you, and that's a really special treat for for. Oggy. He loves uh, licking the ice cream out and then eating the cone.
2: That would be good bonding for any parent and their dog, wouldn't it? I and mean, ah. if they bring out a bit of ice cream, God, the yeah. dog's
1: never going to leave you. <laughs> well, I think that's about right. So, folks, don't forget ice cream, let's make it a food group.
2: Okay, sorry, we just had to nip out of the studio and get ourselves uh, a little treat then. That uh, talk about ice creams made boop, us, um, yeah, exactly, exactly, yummy. Particularly when it's, uh, when it's summer, which it is here in Sydney right now. Um, so, Rob, ten, what were they? What were the ten items?
1: Dry food, bones, raw bones, and no chicken bones. Meat, beef, lamb, chicken, kangaroo, all those meat rolls. Fish, I did separately. Pumpkin. we talked about rice, of course, with the brown and the white of it. The leftovers, yum. Cabbage, <clears throat> treats. And finally, come on, folks, sing it. Ice cream, ice cream, we oh, all love ice cream. It's hard to
2: imagine that this man is one of the most well-respected vets in the country, but he is. He's just... <laughs> kind of goes a bit wacky from time to time and I suspect he's having a little you know when you have that little sugar rush from an ice cream we have a brain freeze well that's what Rob's having right now I'm afraid so um, we'll just let him have a lie down thank you so much for listening to the episode we appreciate it and uh, yeah please follow us on Instagram tell the world about us we're always posting stuff there and, and on our Facebook page and uh, we will see you uh, for the next instalment of the Doggy Pod very, very soon.
1: And this week, your job is to give your dog a little bit of ice cream. Bye, folks.